Welcome to our brilliant agents and investors from across the country. Today is Thursday, September 14th, 2023, and this is All the Leads Mastermind podcast number 446. Uh, Bruce, Tim, I got nothing today. What do you guys got? Well, that's that's it. You've been doing all this talking. You got nothing else. That's it. Nothing new. No, sir. Oh, no interviews. Put it that way. <laughs> all right, Lucy, go ahead, Bob. You want me to go? All right, yeah, I will go. Why don't you talk a little bit about um, you know kind of where things stand with mastery and some of that? Because I've been getting some questions about that myself, and mm -hmm. I'd like to kind of bring everybody up to date quickly about that, and then let's get some questions going. Great, great. Well, I am actually going to start with all the leads really quickly and let you guys know if you're not here, because I do see some new faces, but I see familiar faces. If this is your first time here on uh, live on Zoom or via live stream on Facebook or YouTube, uh, this is a Q&A mastermind session. So we want to field questions. We want comments. We want success stories. So if you're here on Zoom, go down to the bottom of your screen and click the little reactions button. Uh, you'll see a bar that says, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Uh, we'll call on you for any questions that you have. We can offer some live coaching advice and mentorship on the call. Uh, we also want to hear if you've been doing this for a week, a year, 10 years, and you have some success stories. We want to hear what those success stories are. Um, specifically that it doesn't mean that you have to have a success closing a deal. Maybe you arranged a meeting with an attorney. Maybe you, um, you had a great conversation and added someone to your pipeline, anything like that. We want to hear those successes. Um, if you're on live stream, you can chat your questions in underneath of the YouTube live or the Facebook live, and uh, those will come over to the coaches on the call and we'll be able to help answer any questions that you might have, um, or share your wins. So that's all the leads. All the leads does provide uh, probate leads and marketing systems for those of you that are getting into the probate niche. Um, there's also divorce leads and pre-probate leads over there as well. Um, if you're getting into the probate niche and looking for a lead source, I encourage you guys to go check out alltheleads.com. You can chat with a salesperson on the chat, or you can uh, call it the support or sales line and get pricing on your county. Now, Let's kind of switch gears here really quickly and go over to Probate Mastery. So Probate Mastery is a program that uh, I um, purchased from our friend Chad Corbett a couple of months ago. Um, it is a certification course that uh, basically runs through just lots of information from um, ground floor soup to nuts, let's say that, soup to nuts on what you need to do if you're getting into the probate space. Um, comes with uh, several courses. Uh, it comes with a course called Principles and Practices. Uh, Principles and Practices is what to do in your first 30 to 60 days of being in the probate niche. So how to build your mailing campaigns out. Um, how to build a unique selling proposition that attracts business versus repels it, um, what to say on the phone, and what uh, digital marketing you need to do to really get your business up and running. Um, it's not comprehensive, but it's a may, it's a great place to get started. And then there's the Probate Mastery course. It's 15 hours on demand. You guys will take it and kind of learn all the all the good stuff, all the, the deep big, important things to being a probate specialist or a probate expert. At the end of that, you get a certified probate expert 
designation that you can use in your marketing for those of you that are agents or investors. Um, I see a bunch of people on here that are certified probate experts and in the um, in the uh, probate mastery program. Now, what I brought in after I bought the program was a 12-week mastermind. I brought in monthly role plays. Um, there's a whole bunch of really good things. Bill Gross on the call right now, he does a weekly mastermind um, Q&A style call for the people that are in the probate mastery organization. It is just such a powerful uh, program. And if you sign up through all the leads, you go to training, you get a discount on the uh, course price. There's a 10% discount there versus signing up through probatemastery.com. Right. Hopefully that answered a few questions for you, Tim. Do you have anything for me that I need to clarify? No, I just think that it's important for everybody to know that this is something that we previously had placed a great deal of emphasis on, and it has high value. The folks that are, uh, you know, are have are graduated from the course and literally have the ability to put the CPE designation following their name. They're the people that are really, really focused on building a pillar of their business around uh, around probate, and uh, it's kind of an old, kind of tried and true thing, but. You know, some of our very best folks are, in fact, CPEs and have gone through this training. And I think it's real important that y'all all understand that uh, not only are we behind it, but I highly, highly recommend that you do it. And it's one of the benefits of being a subscriber is that we're able to provide it for you at a substantial discount. All the training that we do, that we can provide it for you at this discount. And we look forward to being able to do that on a regular basis with with this. So I urge you to avail yourself of this. Bruce is uh, as good as he gets as far as training. And uh, he distills this in a way that is easily understood and important. So we can't, I can't tell you that I could back it any more than I'm just telling you right now. We as a company feel it's critically important for you to take this and we want you to get rocking. Yep. Um, my goal in any training is for you guys to get done with that training and say, wow, if Bruce can do that, so can I. Uh, one of the problems that a lot of trainers out there have is you take their training and you leave and you go, man, they're a guru. They're an expert. I'm not sure I could be that good. And um, I don't think that uh, anyone, I've worked really hard to make sure that no one um, has to say that when they take something that I've done, I try to boil it down into bite-sized chunks. Um, one of the things that I added into mastery in general is this mastermind series. So you take all these on-demand classes and quizzes and get your certification. And then it's like, Hey, I have to go self-pace myself through all these extra steps and things. Well, you just come to the mastermind on a weekly basis and um, we walk you through step-by-step. Step. So for example, last week we talked about um, going and building one attorney relationship. So just one attorney relationship and the techniques for that. And then this week we talked about um, dealing with objections on the on the phone and why objections are actually a very good thing in your business. So we're we're doing those every single week to go along with the um, certified probate expert designation and the probate mastery curriculum. I do see the question, is it uh, is it recognized by NAR or CAR? Um, the answer is no. We, we've um, kind of worked on that. Um, 
it's not currently recognized by them. It is something that you can use in your marketing. And to my knowledge, there really is no certification in the probate or the estate niche that they're uh, that they are offering. It is something that I'm um, pursuing, though. All right. Um, quick question. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say real quick. Um, I don't know if, if I heard you mention it. You also may want to touch real quick on foundations. You talked about yeah. mastery. Yeah, you may want to tell, distinguish the difference and, you know, in how that works. So um, first off is I want everyone here to know that um, probate mastery is technically a, um, a third party program. I am involved with all the leads very heavily. And so um, we're running parallel to one another. I want to make sure that everyone who's coming to all the leads for their marketing and their leads um, has access to probate mastery so that you guys get educated in the proper way. The first step that many people take is a program uh, that I teach live every two weeks. It's called Probate Foundations. You can sign up for that through alltheleads.com under the training. Um, it's completely free. If you want to kind of dip your toe in the water and see if a course, a course like mastery might be a good fit for you, there's two hours of value-packed free education with, where we go through a lot of really, really good stuff every two weeks. It's live. Um, it is recorded. So if you ever sign up and miss, you can get a, get the recording. But I encourage people to ask questions on that call. Um, it's not just one big sales pitch. It is real information that you can go out and you can use today on building your probate niche. We are going over script openings. We're going over building your team, doing your marketing. You get letter samples. There's lots of things that you can uh, use in that. So I encourage anyone who's not so sure about rushing out and paying for a certification course to go take Probate Foundations. It's free. It's going to give you all the steps that you need to take to get started. And then you may decide to move up into mastery at some point in the future. Uh, we're here to make sure that you're educated, whether you're paying for something or not, you're going to get educated. Um, so uh, go do that. Um, Fabio has asked in chat if there's a script for the initial call on pre-probate leads that you just got your first list. So first thing that I want to do is kind of talk about our philosophy on scripts. Um, yes, um, I and we do write scripts, but what happens with scripts a lot of times is you end up using it as a, a crutch. And, uh, and, and even with the best intentions, you can lean on that crutch for far too long and just end up uh, in this cycle where your conversations aren't very good. And you tend in some cases to blame the script when the script was never used to do any more than get you started with practice. So um, there are some scripts I don't change what I say on a probate call versus a pre-probate call with with um, maybe one or two minor, minor exceptions. So on probate, I may say I work with families that are going through probate in the Wake County area. Could I tell you quickly what I was calling for? Okay, that might be a way that I... Uh, way that I would open a call with pre-probate, I might say, hey, I work with a lot of folks that are going through the process of inheriting and maybe settling an estate because they haven't gone into probate yet and they might not go into probate. Um, and then I'm quickly going to say, um, was your family uh, going to need to go through probate at some point or um, were you guys going to try to avoid probate? So I'm identifying which path they're going to take 
And once they tell me which path, then I'm going into the exact same um, conversation structure that I do in probate. So there's really almost no difference aside from the question that I ask in my opening. Um, There are opening scripts in probate foundations. So if you come to probate foundations, I'll give opening scripts for that. Um, If you haven't signed up for that, go go sign up. Uh, I think we're teaching it next week, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you'll get a replay if you can't attend, and there's going to be a script attached to it. But but to teach you everything that uh, that I know to handle on a probate call would probably take probate mastery and something that's significantly more advanced because it's about three days that I spend going over all the conversation structure that you're going to use. Uh, hey, the biggest Bruce, trick is just getting your opening and your USP presented, though. If you don't mind, Bruce, we're all about alternatives. I was just going to give them an alternative approach. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce a view of our subscribers use with pre-probate. Um, it is closer to the death. Some of our subscribers were kind of reluctant to mention it. And we've told we've been told by a few people they've had pretty good success just treating it like a calling around the neighborhood call. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, this is this is Bruce. I sell a lot of property in the neighborhood of 123 Main Street. It looks like you might be associated with the property there. Is that correct? And don't even reference the death if that makes you feel more comfortable. There's yep. no right or wrong way to do it. Um, depends on whether you like the direct or the indirect approach. Mm-hmm. I'd add that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I have people that mention probate, mention the name of the decedent on their call, and other people that say that they never mention the name of the decedent. Some people do that circle prospecting type approach that Jim just mentioned. Um, what you want to do is find your groove. And it's all in that opening. So when you open your conversation, it shouldn't go for more than about 20 seconds in the opening before you're asking questions to identify that they're truly involved and that there might be an opportunity there. I actually have a question on the pre-probate because I'm working, uh, obviously, the probate leads religiously, you know, five days a week, I'm making my phone calls and following up, sending out texts and emails, uh, pre-probate. My understanding is maybe that that would be a good opportunity to get people before they uh, interacted with an attorney. And then you can, you know, find an attorney that you want to work with, bring them business on a consistent basis, which would exponentially increase the odds that they're going to reciprocate and get you business back. But like I said, I haven't started working the pre-probate lead, so I'm not sure if that is actually the case. I think that there are two major benefits to pre-probate. Number one is what you just mentioned. You've got people that likely haven't gone and interviewed and talked to attorneys yet. So if you can establish that relationship, you can troll to a degree where they go for their attorney relationship. And if you control that and can refer you will probably get referrals back, probably. Um, and number two is they're hard to get. Uh, you're not going to have much competition. Most likely they have not been marketed to or prospected before. Uh, now it's a little closer to the death, so they might might have a little bit more emotion. But uh, man, they're, they're not going to be combed through very much at all. Uh, you're kind of the only person that's marketing or prospecting to them. So those are two huge benefits of pre-probate. Everybody needs to know that um, there's no public record for these folks. So um, we rely pretty heavily on skip tracing. It's not perfect data. It's good data, but it's not perfect. 
Hey, Bruce, if I could add a third benefit, uh, you're going to get people that are in trusts and living trusts, and you're going to get some deals that are never going to go to probate because the people planned well and they and they managed to avoid it. So yeah, that's, that's another side benefit to consider. Yep. Yep. Yeah. A- actually, and this leads me to uh, another question about the digital marketing that you were talking about, because be- being that probate is, is takes a while, like it takes usually about two months for them to get their first initial hearing. And then it's going to take about a month and a half to go back to court. But the first one's the main one. There's that that lead time, right? So you have a great conversation with somebody, you feel really good, they get to know you. Uh, but there's just so much slack in the line from the from the conversation to the court date that you might lose them with all the other things we're doing, you know, which leads me to want to know more about the digital marketing. That's a definitely a weak spot for me. But also with the pre-probate, I figure if you are the person that introduces that person to the attorney, like once that connection is made, then the chances of you losing that client during the interim period is very, very low. Extremely low. Yes. Because that attorney, if they if you have a relationship with them, which everyone should have great relationships with attorneys, you're not going to lose them. Um, when it comes to digital marketing, Number one is everyone should be doing digital marketing, talking about probate to their sphere of influence as well. Um, I thought it was interesting on Bill's call a couple of days ago, we were talking about digital marketing and uh, emails and uh, being able to provide value to people that might not be on a probate list. That's really important. I've personally lost business from uh, people in my sphere of influence that refer me business. I had a guy that had brought me five pieces of business over about a two-year period. And we were actively involved in a uh, very beneficial referral relationship. We were good. He didn't just decide he didn't like me and not send me a, a property. But I told him about focusing on probate one time. And he said, oh, I wish I would have known I would have used you to sell my mom's house about six months ago. And during that time, he had actively been referring me during that time. It's not like he just decided, I'm not going to give Bruce this one. But in his mind, it required a specialty. And because I brought, I didn't bring it up when he was selling his mom's house that he inherited, he went to someone else that he thought was a little bit more focused on probate. So you guys should be in your digital marketing and ATL has a digital marketing program as well. In that, you need to be posting and sharing about social through social media about the probate niche. It may not be the only thing that you talk about, but some of your posts and your comment uh, comments and uh, content needs to be about probate and settling estates and inherited property. Um, this is very much a theory right here, um, but uh, another thing that uh, that I, I'd like to see somebody do is I'd like to see someone maybe geofence the properties of the personal representatives. So let's say you get 300 personal representative addresses on a probate list. Um, there are geofence companies out there that can put a little tight circle around that house and run specific advertisements to the people in that household. Um, so that's something that can be done. Um, it's not a product that uh, that I'm going to rush out and vouch for a specific company. I know several companies that do that. If you guys look Google geofencing, 
The um, trick is getting it really tightened down, not on a neighborhood, but on a house, on an address. And uh, and then I, I don't I, I just imagine that if you're prospecting, you're doing calls, you're doing emails, you're sending letters. And when they open their computer or phone up, they see your face through advertising. It's it's going to just reinforce that you're the expert to go to. All right. Looks like David Pinnell's had his hand up the whole time. He reminds me of that driving for coffee with celebrity show. You know, he sees behind the wheel. <laughs> so let, let's talk to him about his drive. <laughs> David, you're you're on mute. There you go. Yeah, and the one thing that we never discuss about the pre-probate is the same thing Zillow's done to all the realtors in the market. They got between you and the buyers and the sellers. Zillow did a wonderful job over the last 13 years of doing that. And we watched it happen. We let it happen. So when you think about pre-probate, it's not really pre-probate, but who, what are they doing? What is their initial, what is their thought pattern? And they're looking for an attorney, right? So why can't we run ads? And I do now on keywords of attorney, forward attorney, probate attorney. Um, it's not about talking about a probate. It's about being that uh, when they, they're going to sign up for my website now for evaluation because they see the word attorney. I don't care if it's wrong. I really don't. It's not I'm wrong. Gonna get that, I'm going to get that lead. I'm going to give it over to, to uh, the attorneys I'm working with. And right now it's working beautifully. I'm on the way. I already did a BPO this morning, which I've never mm -hmm. done. Uh, I gave it to an attorney, which should be a house here soon. I'm on my way to look at another house that they haven't even filed probate yet, but they're about to, and we may be a, avoid it. At 10 o'clock this morning, I signed a contract for a piece of land for $65,000. That's worth 200 grand. Um, I bought a house last week that was distressed in probate. So you just gotta, don't wait for it. Don't wait for them to file probate. I know you guys sell the leads, but um, call them, mail them, but also market like you're an attorney. Yeah. That's what, and then what the, what I was going to say when you're talking about training, I'm sorry, I got to keep my eyes on the road. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful process when you, when you know how, when you're one investor, a realtor, you know how to buy a house as an investor, you know how to look at the remodel as a realtor, you know how to list it and sell it. But then when you actually get in the, in your courses, your probate mastery course, your foundations, and, and actually get into the perspective of the world, you're going to learn how to do affidavits. You're going to learn how to do all the paperwork to avoid probate for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. We have monumental and uh, affidavits. So over the last seven years, I've just, you know, you meet the people that can help you and your team and uh, you end up, uh, I'm, I have another house I'm under contract with it's a $35,000 assignment, but it's, uh, it's, it's one brother that was in prison. He assigned it over to some neighbor that he wants it back, uh, that he thought it was a friend when he's in jail. He got released two years ago and he, he thought he was going to get it assigned back to him. He didn't. So he got screwed out of half the inheritance. So I'm working on doing that, reversing that right now. It's crazy. So I hope that's a shit, um, a crap ton of information, but <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's um, good. And, um, 
you guys, I hope everyone heard the nugget. Um, has anyone ever gone looking for something online? So you go online looking for a dialer or you go online looking for leads or you go on whatever it is. You go online, I'm get, I'm going to take a trip to Thailand here in um, five or six months. And so I'm looking for neck pillows for a long-term, uh, long 24-hour plane ride. And uh, I went looking for a specific neck pillow a couple of days ago when I typed in that neck pillow and ads for all the other different brands of neck pillows and types of neck pillows popped up. And now I'm seeing all that marketing. Um, so there is absolutely nothing wrong with figuring out some of the first things that people that are, are have had a loss go search for and build your keywords on Google around what they're looking for. Are they looking for an attorney? Are they looking for an estate sale company? Right. Are they looking for this? And then build keywords where it comes to you, even though you might not be an attorney, it comes to you. You don't want to portray yourself as an attorney. Don't ever do that. But it comes to you because you have the attorney connections and you have other services that they're going to need. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. It's a 15 minute consultation to figure out what attorney you want to work with. So I'm going to build that out too. So it's... Um... And then the pre-probate, 55 and older communities, build those out on the website, list mm-hmm. them all, all the retirement communities in the area. It's crazy how much stuff you could actually do to get organic traffic and dominate, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's good stuff, David. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. You can join me in um, if, uh, if you've got anything else. Uh, we have room for questions, guys. I'm going to answer a question from Flavio in here in just a second. But uh, I do want everyone to know we have room for questions. So if you're here on live stream, chat your question in under the live stream. That would be on uh, YouTube or Facebook. And if you're here in Zoom, raise your hand, click the little reactions button. You guys can chat your questions in on Zoom. That's completely fine. We'll um, get those and answer those, but I'd love to have an opportunity to to do some uh, some live mentorship and have you um, give your ideas. So David just chimed in with some ideas that were gold um, or your questions. So we want to hear from uh, hear from you guys. While I'm waiting on some hands to go up and, and questions, um, Fabio mentioned that when you scrub the leads, you notice that many have a trust or have multiple owners listed. Okay, that's um, a statement, uh, and and I think it's I think it's really really important. So, Flavio, I'm assuming that you're referring to your pre-probate leads, because um, typically probate leads are not in a trust, so the property would not typically be owned in a trust if they're going through probate, with an exception. Okay. Um, generally a family would set up a trust in order to avoid probate when there's a loss of, uh, the patriarch or the matriarch or whoever it is that's potentially passing away. They set up a trust to avoid probate. However, what happens many times is they run out, they set up a trust, they move their assets in there. And then over the next several years, they get a little bit sloppy with how they buy things. They go out and buy an expensive car that's worth it more than $50,000 and maybe they do cash for it. And they don't put it in the trust or they buy a house or a rental property or they just accumulate assets that don't go into the trust. And they pass away and they go to settle those assets out and they realize that because they weren't put into the trust, they need to file probate. So every now and then you're going to see these probate cases that their uh, the real estate and some of the assets are in a trust. 
but there's still some assets that have to go through probate. So I want you guys to know that that is a possible thing that that may happen. However, with pre-probate, that happens quite frequently because we don't know yet where they're going to go. We don't know if there are um, houses that are in trusts. We don't know if there are assets that are in trusts. We also um, don't know who the personal representative is going to be. So many times you're getting the names and addresses and phone numbers of many different heirs, many, many different heirs. So pre-probate is a great way to build up a big list of people who all likely are running into an inheritance uh, very likely, and they're going to get their own individual pieces. It's a great, also a great place to be able to offer cash advances if they're going through. So, um, probate cash is a product that all the leads offers, and you could offer that to people that are running into an inheritance. I guarantee, if there's ten heirs, one of them's going to be really bad with money, and they're they're not going to wait want to wait on probate to be done before they get their cash. So, you could offer a cash advance and get solve their problem and get a commission on your own. Hey, Bruce, um, something just occurred to me. I think I just invented a new category called post-probate. <laughs> it just, yeah, it, I'm kidding, but it just occurred to me that part of, uh, of all of our jobs should be to educate these heirs so that they don't have to go through the same thing. You know, a lot of the people that passed away are probably in their 80s, 90s, and the heirs are in their 60s and 70s. and Post-probate to me would be when you're getting ready to wind the deal up or sometime during the process, say to the heir, you know, can I refer you just like you have the opportunity to refer to an attorney in pre-probate? When the probate's winding down, refer them to an attorney post-probate so their estate doesn't have to go through the same process. And mm-hmm. that that's a real good opportunity to earn the business with the attorney kind of coming and going. And you are providing a worthwhile service. Tim and I had a, a call with someone last week, a big affiliate, and the person said to us naively, well, anybody with half a brain would avoid probate, you know, and they meant it. They were kind of serious. Not not the case. There's a lot of intelligent people. We always like to use the example of Steve Jobs and Walt Disney were fairly intelligent people. Both of their estates had to go through probate. And Prince. Uh, What's that? And Prince. And Prince, yeah. So just because you're Everybody knows they're going to die, but nobody actually realistically wants to deal with it, the fact. So regardless of how good a job we do at educating, there's still going to be a load of people that don't go. But um, it, there's a benefit there to post-probate or sometime during the process, even when you first meet the person, say, you know, when this is all done, I'd like to connect you with an attorney so you don't have to go through it. Provide value that you know, let them know you're going to be providing value upfront and then actually do it at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. That's the idea, though, about the, the after referral to the attorney, because, uh, you know, we, we all know and we've heard countless, countless stories about the best referral partners that you can find are, you know, these family law attorneys that are looking for someone to hand this off to. And, uh, you know, it's such a great way to cement that relationship. That's a good point. I was afraid, Jim, you were going to go down the pathway of saying, okay, now that we've settled uh, grandpa's estate, who's going to be next? Who's going to be next to die? So you can get <laughs> up that what you're going to. And I, I was hoping you weren't going to do that. We can refer him to the psychic hotline for that. But that's, that's a topic of another call. There you go. Uh, good stuff. 
Uh, Tim, um, question from Cindy. Do we need to be a subscriber of all the leads to um, participate in the probate cash program? <laughs> um, you don't actually have to be. You get, if you are a subscriber, uh, you actually make money on this opportunity. Um, if if you are doing that, we have a form uh, on our website that you can fill out and use to do that with. But uh, it is greatly to your advantage to uh, do it as a subscriber, like everything else that we do. One of the things we add value. So you earn a commission if you do that, and uh, you can earn you know five, six, seven hundred dollars every time you refer somebody out to them if you do it through uh, through us. That's what's important. So you don't have to be, but you should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joaquin asked if um, I could reshare the link for trainings. So um, specifically probate foundations, and I'll have the marketing team drop this into the chat as well. Um, there is a link through alltheleads.com. And I, um, if you want- there, Bruce, It's in the marketing chat right now. It's in the marketing chat right now. Well, this came in after the uh, after the uh, the the that link went out. Um, so just go click on training, drop down to the different courses. Um, anyone that's listening to this needs to know that uh, as much as I would uh, would love to earn more of your hard earned money by having you sign up through probatemastery.com, uh, you should sign up through all the leads because there is a discount through all the leads. Um, and just go to training and, and they just put the link back into chat. All right. I think, I think it's important to know that, you know, we're, we don't do this just for fun in terms of providing discounts and things like this. We really, we value you guys and we know that, you know, the more that we can offer you, uh, you know, discounts and great opportunities and do your mail for you and provide you with high quality credibility websites and all the things that you need to be successful, the better, better you're going to be at your business and grow your business and stick around longer. And so, I mean, yes, we're in it to make a profit, but we're working real hard to earn it. And so everything that we do, we don't put anything up that you don't get an advantage by doing it through all the leads. It's very important to know that that's kind of the way we work on that. And uh, if you don't have, do you have any other questions right now? If you don't, Bruce, I've got one thing I'll run through, but if you've got some, go ahead and take them. I do. I have a couple of questions. Sure. Um, Elvis has asked, um, what's something that you can do to market to these brand new leads? And his example is call them right away, uh, right away. And then again, every seven days until they answer and should we mail? So, um, what do you do to market to your brand new leads inside of that first window, that first 30 day window? That's a really big opportunity. So your leads that you get, they file probate and there's normally about a 30 day window where the low hanging fruit leads are going to do something. So the, the low hanging fruit are your folks that might be a little cash strapped. Maybe they pre-planned, maybe they knew that they that their family member was going to uh, pass away. And so they started making plans. And sometimes they even put that plan into the will and they move really quickly. That's your opportunity to list or sell a property or provide a referral to a referral partner very quickly. And that's in the first 30 days. And so you need to put a major emphasis in your marketing and your prospecting efforts during that first 30 days. Um, we find that the majority of people don't have a pre-plan 
or that maybe they're not quite as cash strapped as that. And the majority of folks are going to take five or six months before they sell property. So you've got that wave of people that comes at about a month. And then you have another uh, wave of people that comes somewhere around five month, five month, six. And yes, people sprinkle in between. So don't ignore the in between, but put a major emphasis in that first month on your marketing and your prospecting efforts. And then you may want to ramp up your marketing and prospecting efforts toward that four, five, six month time frame as well. Um, so in general, you want to pick the phone up and prospect for sure. I like to call four or five times in the first month. I like to call monthly thereafter if they have never engaged with me or answered the phone for me. I also like to be mailing at the exact same time. So your expectations on mail are really, really important. Some markets, people respond to mail just amazingly well. Um, one of our coaches, Kelly, she sent three months of mail and got eight listings inside of her first three months. And uh, it was all off of mail, uh, not calling. And, uh, and, and I don't want to draw the expectation that that's going to be the norm for everyone. Like in my market, uh, my mail is normally serves as a nice, slow branding build. And if I'm calling and I'm mailing and my letters, my postcards are stacking up over time, a lot of times they'll put a rubber band around my letters, my brochures, my postcards. And when I show up at month number five to their house, um, I'll think that the phone got the appointment and they'll pull my stack of marketing out and say, yeah, we knew we were going to call you, but we just needed to check you out. So if you're in a market like that, you need to add a digital presence to your campaign. So you need to add a website, a series of blogs, some videos, things like that, so that people can go watch you because they may get your letter and go, I'm going to need this person in three months. I'm not ready to call them right now. And they'll go look you up online and they'll make sure that you actually know what you're doing and that you uh, can back up the claims that you're making in your marketing. So those are the three big approaches. You guys heard um, heard earlier about attorney relationships. You heard earlier about Google pay-per-click and geofencing and social media marketing. All that stuff comes into play, but nobody get overwhelmed by trying to add it all at once. If you're going to add anything in the beginning, add some mailers and start making calls. And, uh, and, and then if you're in a market that doesn't respond really fast on mail, you do need to point people back to a website. So point them back to a website for those people that are just going to secretly shop you and check you out for a few months. Well, and I'd, I, I'd say yes to all of that, but I would also tell you that regardless of the market you're in, having that online presence and a place to point people to check you out, it's just like you made the earlier point, Bruce, that you know, you're looking for a neck pillow and you got 17 different places you could go buy one. And if you're like me, when something like that happens, and I'm looking for something particular, well, then I'm clicking on, you know, all the sites that are out there and I'm seeing what they have to offer and how long they've been at it and what they really look like. And, you know, that's why we, we focus on building the credibility websites for our, everybody. And our marketing implementation specialists are working with all of our subscribers so that by the time your first set of leads come out, you've got letters ready to go, you've got a website up and running, and, you know, you're not missing the opportunities as they come in. And so we, you know, we try to build a, a, a nice quick package for you to get it ready. And then over time, you begin to tweak it and make it better. And as you build out the relationships with your, uh, your provider network, your, uh, your, your clean out crews, your estate sale companies, 
you begin to add that content to your site. So it's a building process. It doesn't have to be perfect to begin with. Just get something out there and we'll work with you to get that done. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, um, I'm not, I've got two more questions. I just want to call out Katie and George. I'm going to be answering your questions and commenting on uh, what you guys have brought in here in a minute. But uh, Tim, if you want to take a minute to sure. um, share whatever you were going to, then I'll go to Katie and George. Absolutely. Well, just really quickly, as as we have talked before, this is the this is the year that we're adding and and building some stuff out that we hadn't done before. And uh, we've talked today a good bit about pre-probate. Uh, as you know, we also uh, are offering divorce in some selected markets, and we're putting the finishing touches on our new CRM that's about to be delivered. And right now, it's in beta test internally, and we're working real hard to get all that done. Uh, there is another area that we are exploring right now, and that's the physical and expired marketplace. And uh, so to that end, um, I, I want to share a link with you and talk a little bit about why why I'm doing this and why I'd like you to give us a little bit of feedback if, we, if you can. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, let's see, will that pop up? All right. Can you all see that? Yes. So we've got a little survey that we put up about FISBOs and expired. And if you would, take a couple of seconds and hop in there. It'll take you, you know, it's it's literally a click and fill it in. There are a couple of places you can add some content if you want and tell us a little bit more. Most of it's click a button and all that. We're just trying to learn kind of about what you're doing now, what you're doing with FISBOs and expires. We've got the ability to put a program together with that. And it's one of the things that we're considering uh, adding and giving you yet another pillar that you can build in your business. And so if you'll hop in there and avail yourself of this, for those of you who uh, aren't aren't able to see this, it's uh, www.alltheleads.com forward slash surveys, S-U-R-V-E-Y-S, www.alltheleads.com forward slash surveys. And if you'll hop in and, and do that, that would be great. And we'd appreciate that. And I'd uh, be glad to, to get your information and feedback on that. Uh, and David, I see that you have your hand up. I'm going to assume that maybe it's about what we're talking about here. So I'm going to let you uh, go ahead and hop in. Go ahead and unmute yourself, David. Just a second. There you hey. go. Not you. I'll do your survey, but the one thing that we'd like to have, if you're going to actually be doing all those different types of lead sources, it'd be really nice if we could have uh, an identifier. What do you mean? David, having trouble hearing you. You're breaking up. Uh, Tim, what I think David's referring to would be an identifier on the spreadsheet that's provided that way for those that are doing. And David, please forgive me. I am j- jumping to conclusions here and I might be wrong, but an identifier where when you um, route the leads over into a private CRM, um, it shows up as uh, for sale by owner or expired. Now, if I'm wrong, David, um, you can correct me when your signal comes back. David, are you able to talk yeah. again? But I don't know. I'm in the highway, so we hear you fine. Now. Hear me. We, we can hear you fine. Say it again, bud. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great. And 
I, every, I, I apologize up front, but every time I hear you guys talking about CRM, I cringe a little bit because I know how much effort it takes to build one. But um, <laughs> I just, I just literally cringe because I've been. Uh, I'm gonna name drop GGMS. They're got, they're about to come out with a really nice one too. So thanks a lot. That's really good of you to do that. Have a good <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry, but you probably have a good Excel sheet. But it's uh, it, I, I know. I you were killing it before that, David. So yeah, it's there's a lot to uh, C, CRM, especially with identifying everything you need to identify, keep up with. So it's like, oh, yeah. I well, wish y'all. That definitely is when you put your leads into your CRM. You want to have some good hashtags. You know, yeah. I know, I know every month of the leads, I hashtag them out. I basically have year of, of my leads because basically I have leads now that go back three years. Yeah. So my CRM doesn't even have the capacity to send them all out at once. So basically I said year one uh, from three years ago, year two and three, but you're right. Uh, having an organized CRM is important. And I, yeah, I don't delete. I assume all the leads uh, CRM is going to be excellent, like the coaching. I hope so. I hope so. Hey, Tim, they'll they'll probably appreciate the fact that it hasn't been difficult at all, but the target date for rolling that out is January of 2023. So, yeah, I think that was our original target date. So it's actually last Thanksgiving, I think. (laughs) Yeah, last Thanksgiving was the original. Yeah, it it is. No rush. I have longer than we thought. (laughs) <laughs> no rush i just got back from florida working on the one i'm with so it's like it's a lot man yeah it's a lot and it you know most of my you either get the initial probate the five month or the three five year out so never delete any of the data and always touch base with everybody either yes. letters calls uh we i mean i don't want to i made 94 grand on the assignment on two houses on one text message that they just kept going out. It was a five-year thing. Never responded to. I've said it before. It's amazing. I've had people that um, registered on CRMs with uh, very obscene names that did business with me. Um, so don't yeah. delete your people. You never know. You never know when they're going to come back, but you do need drip touches. You need sequences. If, um, if you don't have emails, trip touches, or, or contact plans for in your CRM and for your leads, uh, you will lose them. Um, so I, I encourage a lot of people to put things like that together. Um, yeah, a big part of the reason that we're doing this and, and took it on to do to start with, we've always offered a CRM. It's not something new. We've built a CRM in from day one with what we're doing. And it was always very, very minimally functional. It didn't really do much. I then allowed you to work your leads and uh, exclude or include them in mailing programs and calling programs. And that was what we started with. And as we built out more marketing capability, it's become important that we provide more functionality and do that. So our, our CRM is very much uh, the functionality that's there is wrapped around marketing. And that's what's the important part of it from our standpoint. So you know, that's why we're doing it. A lot of our folks we have a whole lot of people that use our CRM today and they use it religiously because it's the best way to work their probate leads. And some of them do in fact export into lots of other 
CRMs, and we provide the ability to export the data as well. And we're going to continue to grow that as well to be able to do that and add more functionality. So if we want to put it into Vulcan or you know any of the other myriad hundreds of other CRMs that are out there, that's fine. But we're trying to provide you something that will work well with what we provide, and we'll do it natively. That's the intent. Cool. So anyway, Bruce, you've got two more. I think you said you were going to cover, and we're we got nine minutes left. Go get them. Yep. Let's go to George. Um, George um, asked if I could speak to the difference between an estate attorney and a probate attorney. Um, those are um, actually not the they they use. Um, estate attorney, probate attorney, trust attorney, different things like that in their marketing. Uh, but technically, their specialty is estates and trusts. So estates and trusts, when you're going through law school, um, you're going to pick your path. And estates and trusts is one of the path. And inside of law school, they um, secretly refer to it as dead people law. All right. Um, I don't think uh, anyone out, anyone that's an attorney would admit to that, but that's what... Uh, that's what they do is they call it dead people law. And inside of the estates and trusts, they learn about probate. They learn about setting up living trusts and other types of trusts. They learn about estates, um, filing for letters of administration. There's just lots of things under that. So typically anyone that uh, does probate work specifically is a special uh, a specialist in estates and trusts, and anyone that does just uh, calls themselves an estate attorney is a specialist in estates and trusts. That was the track that they should have picked. Um, now they further through for marketing and kind of identifying the client that they're going to go with. They further narrow their niche down, not through education, but just as an identifier, marketing identifier. They'll they'll call themselves a probate attorney or an estate attorney. Um, but they kind of know all of the quote unquote dead people law. Now, what I'm going to say is that someone who calls themselves a probate attorney, they're focusing specifically on getting wills, someone that passed away with a will, they're they're focused specifically on getting that will probated. Okay. And uh, they probably are a good estate attorney as well. Anyone that calls themselves an estate attorney, but doesn't mention probate in their marketing or how they uh, promote and present themselves, they probably know probate really well, but they're focused more on setting up estates and trusts for the living. So um, generally speaking, if you run into an estate attorney, they can also do probate. If you run into a probate attorney, they can also, and they're highly educated in doing trusts and estates, generally speaking. It's just a matter of uh, what niche they've decided to focus their business on. Normally, they do both, but not always. Uh, they always know how to do both. All right. Hopefully, that helps uh, with that, George. Um and then Katie has asked, and I've got to expand this a little bit. I'm getting old. My eyesight's not what it once was. Um, so you had someone email and call you asking if you could meet and talk about the process and that you're pretty new to this. Are there any tips? You do have a probate checklist from your website. So download that probate checklist and really understand the checklist and the generalized process for going through probate. Um, what I like to do if somebody wants to talk to me about the probate process is I'm not going to present myself as this amazing legal expert. I'm going to tell them a part of my process is being able to either provide you the information that you want, or if I can't, 
being able to connect you with team members that I know can. And then you say, um, if you want the legal process, I'll give you the overview as I understand it, but I'm going to connect you with my attorney, so-and-so. And And, uh, if it's okay, I'd like to arrange a a one-hour consultation. And hopefully, guys, and I know not all attorneys will do this, but my attorney does it, they'll provide a one-hour consultation for free. That's an extension of their marketing, and it's a way that they get business. So you might want to find an attorney that will do a, a, a consultation with the prospect. So I'm meeting them and I'm saying, when it comes to the legal elements, I'll give you an overview, but there's more to it than this. So I want to take you to John and John's going to give you an extra hour long consultation so that you get everything set up legally. And then I say, my direct involvement is around any property that's involved. So if you have real estate that needs to be retitled, refinanced, transferred to a family member, sold, rented, that's my specific specialty. Um, and I'm here to talk to you about that. And um, and then essentially anything that you don't know how to do, have someone that you can either point them to, or if you don't have that person say, hey, I don't have someone for you right now, but I'm going to go find you that person. So never be worried if they ask you a question or ask for a connection that you don't have. Your answer is always, I'm going to go find them for you. So that's going to help a lot. You don't. Yes, if I could add to that, not only print out the, if she has the uh, probate checklist, like you said, for the attorney side, go to our website and print out the wheel of probate. Here's what I can help you with finding yes. all, all these people. I mean, bring that, that's, that's what you can focus on. And chances are that may be, they may need help with both of them, but you know, the positive, what you can do, and then refer what you can't to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Perfect. Um, Katie also had someone ask for the cash advance through the website, um, and she has not talked to them yet. Um, so Tim, this is going to be a Tim question. Do you need to speak with this person before they go to, um, the probate through the probate cash, um, site or, um, or should they just go straight to probate cash? Yeah, well, actually neither of those. So if it's off of their website, off of Katie's website and they filled out the form, it's already been done. Uh, the people from Probate Cash are already working with them, and they'll keep you in the loop about it. You've already done all you needed to do is basically by having that on your website. Uh, you've got it in. They've applied for it, and the uh, good folks at Probate Cash are working with them right now to make sure they get that job done. It's an automated process. So when they fill that form out, it goes directly to them, um, and that's you know you you learned about it the same way because you know they filled out the form, but you don't have to do anything. There's no effort on your part. It's a passive process for you. They do all the work and they work real hard to find a way to advance them the money. They, uh, If there's any way that they can do it, any way to prove it, and basically just real quick, what they're looking for is if they're named in the will and uh, there there's a way to demonstrate that the value of the property that's in the will um, is worth X amount of dollars, then easy to see how much they uh, potentially would inherit. And in some cases, the folks at probate cash will advance up to 75% of the value of that inheritance. So it can be a great big amount of money and they're more than willing to share some of that with you as well. So it's important. Yep. Great opportunity and great question also, by the way. Thank you. Um, now, this is also your opportunity, Katie, to touch base with them. You should uh, You should call them not to double check on probate cash, but 
uh, call them and say, hey, I, I noticed that you'd um, inquired about probate cash through my website. Um, I work with uh, a great company called Probate Cash. Uh, they're partners of mine. I just wanted to make sure that you guys had been able to connect at this point. Okay. And then use that as a launching point to talk about other things. What are you going to do with the house? Do you need help with anything? Uh, so it's a great excuse to make a call. Right. And if you find when you talk to them that they've not heard anything or anything else, certainly uh, let us know and uh, we'll follow up on your behalf. Just let support know. But uh, to date, we've never had a problem. They uh, they get right on it because that's that's all, that's all their business is. They're looking to put money out on the street. If they don't do that, they're not doing well. Yep. The, the other thing with probate cash is too, you can get people to do some repairs at the house, right? Uh, many times the, the difference from a house selling from top dollar to mid-level is just some paint and carpet. So you can be like, hey, you can get this cash advance. And then you can basically make your, you can improve your home drastically by only spending a little bit of money and have it sell for top dollar, you know, invest in yourself and your, and your home sale. Yep. And a lot of times the heirs would never, ever spend their money to go do that. But if it's money that they don't have now already, they're more than happy to do it out of money they might get if they sell it. That's an excellent, Ken, excellent point. Thank you. Um, so, Tim, just before we close, this is going to be a uh, question, and I, I might need some clarification on this, but for you, um, Matt said that he's interested in signing up with all the leads, but his county is having issues getting the uh, delivering the inf information to our people here at all the leads, um, asked if there's a workaround. Um, I don't know what county it is. Um Typically, some counties have some restrictions on letting people into the courthouse. The only workaround that I would give you, aside from all the leads um, continuing to work with them, is maybe identify what day probate court is and go to some of the hearings, sit in the room with some of the hearings, and uh, you'll start to learn some about the process, and you'll see the actual people that are going through the hearings to get there uh, appointed as the administrators or personal representatives for the estate. So I would go to probate court on the day that they do that. Um, Tim, do you have anything to add to that on on DB? The only thing I would tell you is that we've been doing this you know, an extremely long time, and if there's a way to get the information, we're going to get it for you. Um, you know, Like I was talking earlier about uh, the the probate cash people want to put money on the street. We don't we don't do well if we don't put leads out. So we're we're certainly going to do the best we can to get them for you and just follow up with with uh, you know with your rep and all that. I'm not aware of any place where we're you know kind of dead in the water right now. I think we've done a pretty good job of. I looked at our uh, we always have a list of uh, what we call counties in arrears. And uh, it's very small at this point, probably the smallest it's ever been. And, you know, a county will come on where we're having a challenge and we find a way to, you know, go to the court, meet with the right people, pull the data down or uh, get into the software that they're using and work with that software or whatever. So we're working hard to get it for you. But uh, let your sales rep know that you asked the question here and uh, see if they can give you a response and ask them also to, uh, to talk, to say, Tim asked me to tell you to tell him about this county and I'll see if I can give it some extra uh, emphasis with our collector folks. Yep. And Tim, it's not clear if they're a subscriber or not. I, by the question, if you're not a subscriber, they, they, they do, they are a subscriber, Bruce. 
No, I would doubt. I would doubt if, yeah, they're, if they're to sign up. Um, if they're not, then just send an email to support at all the leads.com and say, I, I need help with a, Right. But they have us, they already got a relationship with a, uh, with a rep uh, as well. Cause they were trying to get it, Jim. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Good. Good. Um, and I know we need to close out, but multiple people ask this question. Um, does all the leads have a form to put on your website that goes to probate cash? The answer is absolutely yes. That's one of the one of the great benefits of having that website is putting that there. And it's not only allows you to have that ability on your website, but it's the one that allows you to make the most money off of the opportunity that you're providing because you earn a commission on doing it and we will build it into your site for you. In addition to that, I'll also tell you that two weeks ago on this call, I think it was two weeks ago, we talked about this and the folks from Probate Cash are going to subsidize uh, your mailings going forward. We're putting the finishing touches on the workflow to get this done. And they're going to put a probate cash flyer uh, branded for you in your mailing if you want them to do that. And we'll reduce the cost of each mailing piece by a nickel. So helping to subsidize the cost of your mail and put that information out directly uh, to getting that done. So it's great for probate. And if you're mailing to pre-probate, it's even better for that because very quickly it delivers that same message for that. So yes, definitely we have the form. We'll definitely do it for you. And I'll just close with one thing. I know we're to the top of the hour and about ready for Jim to do his see you later. Uh, I'll just put this back up one more time for you to take a quick look. And uh, we've already I've already noticed that we've gotten a bunch of people filling out the form, and I appreciate you doing that. I just popped it back up again. Uh, fill out the form on Fizz Building Expire. We want to hear from you. We've already been surprised at how many of you have already taken the time to do that since we started talking today. So please do that. We'll leave this up for just a minute. We won't shut the call down so you can write this down and go do this. But just take a couple of minutes and go do that. Let us know what you're working with. And with that, unless, unless you've got anything else, Bruce, let's uh, let Jimmy do his thing. All right. Ready? Good, <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today, particularly thank those that actively participated and shared success stories and ideas. And I want to challenge each of you, take one idea that inspired you on this call, go out and put it into practice, and please come back next Thursday and share your results with the group. Have a great week, everybody. See you same time next Thursday. Take care.